Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Mama is treating me to breakfast. Yep, let me see your phone. Huh? Look here. I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat Mama. <laughs> okay, Ma, you got it. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10 22 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. I'm going to do an episode discussing method acting. And I was inspired to do this because Maz Mickelson, who's doing press for Fantastic Beast 3, um, he made a comment about method acting saying that um, he thinks it's all kind of bullshit. And people who are method actors, like, what's the point in even doing it if you're in a bad movie? Then you're like, what do you have to show for it? And so I understand what he's saying. And I love Maz. He's one of my favorite actors working today. He's been in some amazing um, Norwegian films and American films. I think he should have been nominated for a couple of Oscars, although he hasn't. And I respect the hell out of the guy. And I respect his opinion. He's totally entitled to that opinion. And I can see why, you know, there is a pretentious nature to the idea of method acting. And so I can see why someone like him, who is a veteran actor, he's been doing it for so long, and then he sees, like, you know, maybe newer people or... Uh, or even veterans who like think they're better than normal actors because they like become the character. And I'm sure like inner circles, like we're not involved with this this culture or this community. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, talk that goes on and hype that goes on and probably, you know, pats on the backs for people who like brag about immersing into roles or it becomes like legendary talk about a person doing something for a role. And so I understand what he's saying, but I I... I think that method acting is a complicated approach to the craft of acting and in film. And it's, I think it's kind of misrepresented and I think it's kind of misunderstood. And so I think um, there's two parties of acting generally. There's the method acting approach, which is a lot of takes a lot of discipline and, and is very difficult to do. And very few actors do it. But although some of the greatest actors to ever live are method actors or have been method actors during uh times of their careers and then there's the kind of acting that 
you know, someone like Mads Mikkelsen does, the majority of actors do is they're able to turn it on and off, um, whether it be an accent or, you know, a character in between takes. They're probably themselves. And although I'm sure plenty of actors, even though they aren't going method, they will probably keep an accent when they're on set just to not lose the accent because sometimes an accent can be such a tricky thing that if you start, you go away from the accent for even like half an hour, you might not be as strong with that accent in, in your actual takes of acting. So I'm sure that plenty of actors, even though they're not method acting as a character, they might hold on to an accent while filming. But also there's different kinds of method acting. There's method actors who will do the method acting approach well on set, but when they go home, they're just themselves. And then you have um, you know famous examples of Daniel Day-Lewis who literally becomes a character and lives their lives as that character for months on end. And so what is method acting exactly? And so um, it's a technique of acting in which an actor aspires to create an emotional identification with a part. And it was developed in the 30s and brought into more prolific um, areas in America thanks to um, Ella Kazan and Lee Strasberg, um, two of the most famous American acting coaches. And they taught a ton of legends, a ton of icons like Marlon Brando, Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep, like a ton of like, that's just a, a couple, but like even still to this day, like super famous actors, they studied with um, I, either one of those or both of those acting coaches. And those, and they, they pioneered in America the method acting approach, which is you don't only char- make a characterization of a character, an accent, um, background, you know, you develop the walk, how they talk. These are all things that any great actor does, but what method acting is, it takes that a step further where you make this process of literally freeing yourself to your seeing freeing yourself up to your imagination completely, wholeheartedly, like mind, body, and spirit into this character that you've created. And so you think like them, you talk like them, on and off set, um, behind scenes. Um, and you you really try to immerse yourself into the idea of I'm not just an actor giving a performance. I am trying to be this person and put myself in the situation as this person. So it's not even like I'm in a scene with I'm actually like in a in a moment and trying to eliminate the camera, trying to eliminate the crew around you, trying to immerse yourself in the idea that we're trying to create this moment for this movie. And the best way that I think I can create the reality in an authentic portrayal of a character is if I can try to immerse myself into the idea that I am this character. And so it's got, it's been used to great effect by many actors. Um, you know, Marlon Brando um, and a few other actors in that generation were early users of method acting. And then he he really began taking it a step further as he got older. And ex- examples like, you know, The Godfather and then Apocalypse Now where... He, especially Apocalypse Now, where he didn't even read the script. Like Francis Coppola had to like beg him to like look at pages. But, um, you know, Marlon Brando, he he created this character. And he just wanted to be in the spaces that they were filming and and create all real situations. He took it to the step further where he think that he he got to the point where the movie should just be like the approach of method acting of just let's just make it a real moment. Let's not just like say what lines you wrote down on a typewriter that were pre-planned. Let's just like, we're here. Let's just become the moment. And so for a legendary performance, like his performance in Apocalypse Now, 
he was just improvising all the dialogue. He was just coming up with his own stuff, doing his own things. They basically, Coppola was just like, here's a camera. Let's just see what he does. And so that those are that's an early example of an actor who really developed method acting, not just in the classroom, but on film sets in the biggest productions with the most respected directors and actors. And then I think if you're going to ask the average person, they would say that Daniel Day-Lewis is the most famous method actor um, because of his legendary commitment to roles. And I mean, his roles are, his performances are some of the greatest of all time. But I want to talk about a few others before I get to him because he's the big fish. Shia LaBeouf's a method actor. Um, Like examples are like for Fury, he like really cut his own cheek because he felt that the the prosthetics they were trying to go with with the makeup wasn't real. And, you know, he became, he actually became like a, a devout Christian, like his character did. He's always done things like that for his roles, really delved into the character in his own life before they're even rolling cameras. Meryl Streep was a method actor for many years. I don't think she has been for like the last 20 years because of probably how much work and commitment goes into it. You know, she's a mom. She's a, she, she has a family. I'm sure, sure. I'm sure when she had kids, she was like, I can't act like a different character around my children. But she was a method actor for, for some time. Um, and you can see that, obviously, I think having her having the most nominations for acting ever, it clearly paid off. Jared Leto is a method actor, although I think people view him and his method acting a little differently because... Oh, also Shia LaBeouf, he drank moonshine on Lawless, and so he was actually pretty messed up most of that filming. And that ties to Jared Leto where... Some actors like these two, they they take it too far where they're affecting other people. Like um, I read plenty of interviews where Shia LaBeouf has come off with his co-stars as being very hostile and very aggressive and difficult to work with because of his dedication and you can say obsession with whatever he's doing. Like the moonshine and lawless made it very difficult for Mia Wasikowska to work with him. Um, Jared Leto, you know... We all know the story of him like sending like condoms and like dead rats to his castmates because, you know, he's in character as the Joker uh, method acting. And that's like when you're affecting other people and coming off in a weird way towards them and in any other way, in any way, you know, offending people, whatever, I think then it's taking it too far. If you want to be a method actor and do it in your own privacy in the space of your own home. Um, not affect anyone else. I think that's totally fine. But I think when you're like, you know, making other people very uncomfortable on purpose, that I think be- then it becomes a problem. And then that could lead into like that pretentious territory of like, you know, you're just being a pretentious method actor. Like you don't have to act like this. You don't have to send us like crazy shit in the mail, Jared. This is a, a friggin' comic book movie. Chill out, man. Uh, we're, it's Suicide Squad. And so I think it, some method actors can take it too far and I think when they do things like that, then it can come off as pretentious. And there's no need to drink moonshine, I don't think, um, to intoxicate yourself for a role. Um, there's like famous actors. I can't. There's a legendary actor. He said a line of like, uh, "You're an actor. Just act. Like <laughs> just act. Just pretend to be drunk." And you know, if you if you're a great actor, you should be able to pull it off no problem. You don't really need to be drunk off moonshine. You know, Dustin Hoffman also is another example. He was a very intense method actor for a long time. And while filming Kramer versus Kramer with Meryl Streep, there was a point where he, him being so intense and so serious about the work, he was unsatisfied with uh, uh, a day of filming with Meryl Streep. With uh, It was a very emotional sequence they were trying to film, and he wasn't satisfied with her performance. So 
in between takes, there was a moment where he slapped her across the face to try and get up her intensity. And then, you know, that's very uncalled for. Obviously, he's taking it way too far. Um, it's just a movie at the end of the day. You don't have to, like, become violent with other people to try and coax, like, a better performance out of them. So those are examples of method acting going too far. But there's a great, beautiful example in Daniel Day-Lewis with his method acting because um, he never, Daniel Day-Lewis never harmed people or, you know, negatively affected people or, like, made them feel extremely uncomfortable you know, like Jared Leto or Shia or even Dustin Hoffman. And, you know, I think that people who aren't fans of method acting, they look at Daniel Day-Lewis as the prime example of being a pretentious actor of like, I became this, they look at him like, I became this character. I became Abraham Lincoln. I became uh, an adopted Native American. I became, you know, this famous disabled painter. I became a real boxer. Like, look at me, look at me. But... If you watch Daniel Day-Lewis interviews, if you've read any article um, quoting him, if you look at anything of him when he's not acting, and like say he's on like a talk show or giving press interviews, he seems like the most modest, humble, kind, gentle man you you could ever think of meeting. And it's not, and he never brags. He never is showy about his method acting. He's never saying that he's better than others. He seems like he's just extremely grateful to be an actor. He seems like he's an incredibly modest man and seems he, he he you can tell that he knows that he's very lucky to be doing what he's doing. And you can tell that he only wishes the best for others and clearly has a great love for art and film and he just seems like a nice, kind, very articulate man. It's other people who talk about his method acting it's other it's the press it's it's magazines it's tv shows it's talk show hosts it's like they're the ones who are building up this storm of danny day lewis is a method actor and even we are guilty of this you know we talk about his crazy um, behaviors of pre- preparing for roles and his intense dedication because it's a cool it's cool stories it's interesting danny day lewis is i think the most fascinating actor who ever lived and it's the, he deserves to be talked about because the resu- results he's achieved has never been done before and I don't think will ever be done again. I don't think anyone has ever topped him and I don't think anyone will ever create a body of work as incredible as Daniel Day-Lewis. And so I think it's worth talking about and it's just it's really cool to talk about like how he dedicates like a year to a role. But um, I don't think that you can call Daniel Day-Lewis pretentious because he never wants to talk about his method acting. I've seen several interviews where interviewers will ask him about his method acting and multiple times I've seen him say, I don't really like to talk about it. Or you can tell that he's like reluctant to say anything about it because he doesn't want to come off as pretentious. And you know, you can tell he doesn't want to come off as like thinking that he is so cool because he's a method actor. And I love that about him. And I think that adds to his greatness as an artist to, you know, still have that humble nature about it. And he is the i think the definitive artist of method acting um make your fourth of july celebration even bigger this year with savings on everything you need to get your yard ready for summer make sure your flower beds and bushes can handle the heat with special savings on vigoro mulch now at a new lower price of 298 a bag keep the sun off your soil and water in the ground plus add a fun pop of color that will last up to 12 months 
So hurry in and get your yard ready for celebrating in the sun. Feels like 4th of July at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Available in-store and online. Color selection varies by store. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Just when I finish my to-do list. We need more chips, Mom. Honey, I need a lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club. Delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then finally I can relax. Mom, I think we're out of toilet paper. Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get $10 off your first order using the code BJ's Wholesale 10. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $35. Additional terms apply. Because... When Diddy Lewis takes on a role, and there's a reason why he's had so few roles in his career, a career of 40 years, and he's had only a couple, he's only been in a couple dozen movies, and as lead actors, because he, he was in plenty of movies when he was younger, because, you know, he's trying to work up into the industry, he's trying to build his name and get experience, but when he became a lead actor, leading man, he was doing only a movie every few years, every couple years. Sometimes he had maybe a movie back-to-back years, but his movies were very few and far between. They always were, because... Like I said, he put so much into his roles. I think that for him, he really embraces his imagination. And he. And I think more than any other actor in history, he's been able to free himself from the constraints of, you know, fear, of um, a lack of confidence, of insecurity. And he's, 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 he's just been able to open himself up to pure creation. And it's kind of like, you know, a childlike imagination that he just allows himself to be taken over. And, you know, I mean, examples are, you know, for Last of the Mohicans, in pre- preparation for his role, he learned how to hunt, how to trap, how to, you know, skin animals, how to fire a musket, um, how to live off the land. And there's, an, I, I read a story where he went home for the holidays in, in the middle of production and then he went to his family's place for the Christmas dinner and he was still in character and he brought his musket to the dinner table and he set the musket down on the table while he ate with his family. It's like unbelievable. Like it's, it's so cool. And, um, you know, Phantom Thread, he studied with one of the premier uh, costume designers uh, in America and worked as the costume designer's assistant to learn how to craft couture dresses on his own and he and then his final step of his of his work was to actually from scratch make a couture dress which is extremely difficult because it's all done by hand so he became an expert dressmaker and you know for my left foot he he really acted as though he had cerebral palsy on and off set months on end he he had assistants who had to push him around on uh some kind of sled-like thing, and actually fed him. And so he, in Abraham Lincoln, he moved to, like, like Virginia, like, a year before filming, and was just getting into character as Lincoln. And there's a, there's a great viral photo of um, these people in a cafe. They saw him in the cafe, and he's, like, looks like Abraham Lincoln, 
but he's wearing like more contemporary clothes, but he's just by himself, like drinking a coffee. And you can tell that he's like thinking as Abraham Lincoln and even Spielberg would say, cause directors always get asked what it's like to work with him. Spielberg would say like he would text with Daniel Day-Lewis and Daniel Day-Lewis would, you know, be Abraham Lincoln texting him or calling him. Same thing with Sally Field. And that's also an example of, you know, like when Daniel Day-Lewis is making a movie, it's not like he's lost his mind to the role of the character he's playing. It's not like he's Abraham Lincoln and he's like, oh, what is this technology? What is this? This is a camera? Like, a, like a, what are these lights? And what is this? It's a, an audio record? It's not like he, all these cords and wires. And it's not like he's Daniel Plainview, like, amazed at, like, why are all these people here? And it's not like he loses him, his sanity and his mind into the role. It's not like he, it's not like he thinks it's the 1700s or uh, the early 21st century or, I mean, the early 20th century or, you know, he, it's not like he actually thinks that he was raised by an indigenous tribe. Uh, but what he does is he allows himself to take on the, like the, the mind, the spirit, and the body of the person he's portraying. And so that way, when he's working in a scene, he's able to create as an authentic, as authentic of a performance as he possibly can. He knows there's a camera there. He knows they're making a movie. He knows he's pretending to be Abraham Lincoln, but it's just for him. His process of becoming the character is what works for him as opposed to pretending to be the character. There's a slight difference, I would say. And his wife, Rebecca Miller, who's an accomplished director, both on the stage and and film, she's made some really great movies. She made The Crucible, and I believe that's where they met. And he played John Proctor in The Crucible. And like for that movie, he built a house by himself out of like logs and wood and brick. And like he just did it himself. And he actually lived in the house the entire filming process. Like everyone else was living in their trailers or in hotels nearby, but Daniel Day-Lewis was living in the house that he built for the movie. It's just amazing. But he said, and I, I remember him saying in one of his, I think it was an Oscar speech maybe, or a Golden Globe speech, where he thanked his wife, Rebecca Miller, because she's had to share her bed with many men over the years. And what he means by that is that he brings his characters home. He comes home as Daniel Day-Lewis to her. He comes home to her as Abraham Lincoln. He comes home to her as uh, Reynolds Woodcock. He comes home to her as Bill the Butcher. <laughs> Imagine like being David Lewis's wife and like lying in bed next to Bill the Butcher. <laughs> Imagine that. It's pretty crazy. It's unbelievable. And she must really love him to to like to deal with that. And I'm sure I mean, she probably finds it very interesting too. Otherwise, I mean, why else would she fall in love with him if it's it makes up such an important huge part of his life she i'm sure she's she was drawn to that it's very fascinating but imagine like <laughs> like bill the butcher comes home from work <laughs> oh my god imagine the conversations and she probably being a director she probably helps him out by like you know speaking to him like he's bill the butcher and you know i'm sure she embraces his imagination she must to be his partner for so long she must embrace that she must like encourage it because it's his craft. And what the biggest downside to Danny D. Lewis's work is that, um, and one of the reasons why he has worked in so few movies is because of the toll it takes on him. Um, I've read a bunch of interviews where he's talked about it, where when he's finished with the role, he falls into like a deep depression, and because he has, 
in his words, he says he has to say goodbye to a character he's fallen in love with, and he and he loved being the character, and he loved like acting as the character so much. Um, and having to say goodbye to the character is always very difficult for him. And this is actually why he retired 20 years ago before he made Kings of New York and Martin Scorsese coaxed him out of retirement to play and build a butcher. But he was retired for five years and he was just making shoes in Italy as a cobbler. Like he was done with acting because of the negative effect it had on him. And then after Phantom Thread, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's excellent film in 2017, he retired again, and it seems like this is his official retirement because it has been five years since that. And if you look at when they actually filmed the movie in 2016, then it's been probably six years since she, since he acted because, you know, movies go through post-production and stuff. So um, it has been probably his longest period without acting ever. So it seems like he was serious when he said he was done. And Phantom Thread, he said, um, was his deepest depression after making a film, saying goodbye to Reynolds Woodcock, um, had a very bad impact on his mental health. And he just felt that he could never put himself through that again. And so that's why he quit acting. And what's interesting is you can see that how leaving the characters affects him greatly because he oftentimes, after a film, shaves his head. Like he did it after Phantom Thread, after Lincoln. Um, there's many, there's a bunch of photos where when he's doing press or whatever, or just like, you know, press or like, um, what do you call it? Paparazzi photos. When they do rarely get him, he's sometimes he has a shaved head because I think that he's just, he has to eliminate the character's look in order to help himself, uh, break away from the character's psyche and mentality. And so I think that shaving his head is something that he probably does after every movie role to really just like help him separate the, the fiction from the reality. And it's a shame that he's done acting because, I mean, who doesn't want to see another Daniel Day-Lewis performance? But I think that considering all he's done in his filmography, it's it's the greatest um, body of work of any actor in history and probably will always be. But I think that he's a great example of how incredible the the process of method acting can be and how much incredible how much beautiful art an artist can craft um using this technique but also it can be taken too far and get very pretentious and ridiculous like i've said earlier so um i think method acting is awesome i think it's fascinating and i think if it's if it's done with you know care and dedication and responsibility it is awesome it's just like the coolest way to approach acting i think um but I do understand what Maz Mickelson is saying with his comments, and I agree with him partly for sure. And so that's what I think about method acting. I think it's just endlessly cool to talk about and to think about and to hear these amazing stories of incredible things actors like Danny Lewis have done to prepare for these roles that, you know, they're just making movies. It's all pretend and imagination. But I think for him, what I've read is that for him, it's, he doesn't even watch his own movies, but the act of making the movie and the act of living in the character is what he does it for. Not for not to see his name on a poster, not to see him up on the big screen to see his face, and it's not to win awards and it's not to get attention, but he does it for the, the process of doing it. And that's what motivates him. And so I suppose having the, the right kind of motivation is what's also important with how you approach um, method acting. 
Um, are you trying to do it just to be famous to, or are you trying to do it just to win an Oscar or are you doing it because you love the craft of doing it? And Dane Day-Lewis is clearly someone who loves the craft of doing things because, you know, he's been a cobbler for five years. So you can tell that for him, I'm sure he just, when he finds something that he enjoys doing, he dives, he dives into it wholeheartedly with all the passion he can muster and falls into an obsession with it, you could say. And, I don't think he cares about the results. I think all he cares about is um, enjoying the process, whatever that may be. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All right, so that's my little mini nosedive into method acting. I hope um, you enjoyed that. It's a little different from things we've been doing. And what? tell me what you, think, you guys think about method acting. Leave us uh, some comments in our Instagram posts and... Uh, let, let us know who your favorite method actors are, what your famous, what your favorite stories are. There's a ton of them. And don't forget to subscribe, follow on Instagram. Don't forget we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you lo- watch or listen to podcasts, you can find us. And if you can, become a patron because Patreon allows us to keep the lights on and essentially work on the podcast full time for both James and I. You get a ton of perks like over 50 bonus episodes, access to the Discord, and all sorts of watch parties. So there are a ton of benefits to becoming a patron. We have a bunch of different price tiers, so it's affordable for any option. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the show. We have a great week. We just have we just posted our favorite movie posters of all time episode yesterday. We're going to do another weekly chat tomorrow, as well as movie news on Sunday. So be sure to tune into all that. Hope you have a great day. Take care. <laughs>